What's up, y'all? This your girl, Samantha, and this is my podcast, Naturalize. So, what y'all doing? How y'all doing? I know all y'all looking good, smelling good, all of that. Um, How's your day going? What'd you go through and what'd you grow through? Um, Today is Thursday. Um, It's 7-16 where I'm at. And y'all, guess what? Y'all hear that? Okay, y'all might hear the monitor from the left side, but other than that, do y'all hear that? Absolutely nothing, right? Because <laughs> my kids not here. <laughs> two with their daddy and two with my sister. Um, I actually had something to do, but it ended up getting canceled. So I was like, I'm not going to pick them damn kids up early. I'm going to leave them there. And I'm going to do me a podcast because I wanted to do one last week. But last week was so busy for me, Lord. Woo, it was so busy. Um, when I had intended on resting, but we do what we do. And, um, I was like, I got to get something out there this week because I normally think of topics and pray about things to talk about. And I kind of go with, um, <clears throat> some things that I take from the sermon that my pastor preaches on Sunday. Cause right now we're in a season of what we're calling crazier faith. And so, this podcast was a part of one of my crazier faith moments. So, um, yeah, I want to try to, you know, connect the two because, like I said, I am a Christian and I am um, new to this journey. So, as far as taking it deep and serious, because y'all know us kids, we get baptized, we go up there and uh, our, <laughs> our parents be clapping for us because they be so happy we found salvation, we chose salvation. And, um, Y'all, I ain't saying we don't because, you know, I just knew I didn't know what was really going on like that at first. And then, you know, sometimes I did, but, you know, life things and life would just, you know, when you ain't ready, you wasn't ready. And so I'm really, you know, new to the real, real journey. And so um, I'm just trying to... You know, just connect the two, and I'm trying to help somebody else who might be on their journey. And because, like I said, I'm hot, humble, open, and transparent, period. And I don't mind, you know, I'm just going to be myself, right? Um, Because God knows my heart, and I know my relationship with Christ. And I know that I might not be what somebody else is, and that we could still be sisters in Christ. You know what I'm saying? Because what she do, I might not do. You know, we all got our likes. And because why would I be, why would God, God be like, oh yeah, you got to do that. And he know it made me miserable just because she do it and it make her happy. Now it makes sense. Got to give you the desires of your heart as long as you're in him, period. But, um, that's so that, yeah. So yeah, I am wanting to talk a little bit tonight. I really kind of had, like three different topics, but it kind of worked together because I didn't, I don't really have that much time this week, but not saying, because I'm really going to be making time for this because it's a priority for me, for me. And it's something I, that I really enjoy because I'm in Bible study. Um, it started back last week. So this was week two and man, it's just so amazing. Like we really had a great time last night and it just was amazing. Like, I now understand 
why people cry throughout the day when something just touched their heart. Like, or I do, I now understand how you can really meet a stranger and it just be like, well, like, because you're connected through Christ, you know? So <clears throat> I now understand that. Cause you know, I used to be like, they play church. Look at them playing like that. And you know, someone was playing. Cause look at me up there getting saved and getting baptized and stuff, you know? But um, that's why I'm so thankful. God is a forgiving God because we can repent and we can change our life over and we can go back. And he's like, baby girl, none of that before it even count because he said nothing before him even matters. You hear me? So um, I, I tell my man that too, whenever, um, you know, he'll try to, he, he don't be telling me about his exes or nothing like that, but I be like, oh, who you do that with? Your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I just be kidding though. And I be like, you know, I don't even care because none of that before me don't even matter. But yeah, um, so yes, I wanted to get on here and talk about three topics and it all tied into one. So that's why I was getting back earlier before I drifted off a little bit. So it was kind of like gracefully broken and why her, not me, you know, but then... Um, I'm going to go back over my notes, so it's going to be, just bear with me, okay? Um, because I'm trying to look at my, I'm looking at my Sunday sermon notes, and I'm trying to, okay, okay. So, at first it was kind of like, um, what I say? Gracefully broken and why her, not me. But then the pastor preached on Sunday. So I kind of want to say, call this borrowed faith. Yes. Let's call it borrowed faith. Let me write it down. Okay. I don't have a pen. Borrowed faith. <laughs> borrowed faith. Let, let me find a pen because I know how bad my memory gets. Hold on. I don't even know how much work <laughs> I just put in to run down those stairs. Go get me a pen and come back up here and sound like I'm out of breath and been running them out. Whew. Just for it to be an instant click for y'all. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> borrowed faith. Okay, so bear with me on this because um, this is not something I'm learning different routines to try to do to make this podcast go right. Okay. And the bullet points don't really work for me. I've been trying that and child, I, I'm trying new strategies, okay? So right now, I'm just saying that I know who I am in Christ and that the Holy Spirit just told me to say, call this borrowed faith because I had two, two, <laughs> that's funny, two topics down. And I was really trying, I'm trying to tie them all in because they all kind of, and they're all going to get tied in, but that's funny. Okay. So we're going to call it viral faith and I'll tell you all later. <clears throat> Hold on y'all. I'm, I'm writing something. Okay. So listen, let's get, let's get it talking. Let's get it popping. All right, so tonight when I was talking about the topic of um, when I was saying gracefully broken, because that's not the topic. Borrowed faith is a topic. Remember that. 
When I was talking about being gracefully broken, I just wanted to go back to say, talk about a little bit about my life because some of y'all really don't know me and some of y'all do know me. Um, so I just want to kind of like break it down because sometimes when you just see somebody for in the now, you don't really know their roots, their history, stuff like that, right? You could kind of just be like, why is she like that? Like, why does she just act like that? But in reality, you don't, she could be experiencing something that she went through and this is the way she could be just having emotions from something she went through and this is just how she's choosing to act. And I learned that from nursing. Remember, I told you I was going to try to tie two things in together because I am a nurse and because nursing humbled me and nursing really showed me things I didn't know about myself. Things I thought I knew about myself, disgusting ways about myself. Uh-uh, this better not close out. Um, the way I acted in certain situations, like the way I thought about certain things. So <clears throat> it allows me to have the hands-on experience that I need in order to be able to really say what I'm saying, but not say it, but feel it. Because it's different when you hearing somebody just say it and ain't even experienced it, right? Most people love to get advice from people who they know have experienced it because you can't tell me about something you haven't went through. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we can give some empathy, but the sympathy, we can't do that because we haven't, you know, we haven't experienced the same situation or experience. So, I want to talk about my life because I want us to be able to get to know each other, you know, and I want it to be real, like, for real, like, we sisters and, you know, this is sisterhood and stuff. So, I want, and this, I just want you to know, like, when I, um, when I started this podcast, before I started this podcast, I was really starting it because... I really wanted to just talk to women about life, like how you don't have to go through things that, that you don't want to go through anymore. You don't have to be scared to try new things. You don't have to be scared to start over. You know, you don't have to do any of that if it doesn't serve you. Okay. So originally, that's why I was starting my podcast because I really was just like, <clears throat> mental health is so important because. Black women will suffer in silence because they don't want to appear broken. They won't don't want to appear as um, appearing to have it all, you know, or appearing to be better than somebody else. I'm really tired of people putting labels on things that don't even require a label. Like it don't. It's not that deep, sis. Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be sisters. We're supposed to be one. So. I'm just really tired of that. And so I'm here to say that's why I was starting my podcast because black women will choose to suffer in silence. And another thing that furiates me is that another black woman would know the answers to something a woman, another black woman is experiencing. And because you don't want her to be better or you want her to suffer in that or you want to teach her a lesson or you don't care enough about her to answer what she's talking about you'd rather say nothing that ain't me that's not me for what for what when at the end of the day i want to see all my black women winning period i don't care what in every category we need black women at the top period 
We need black women in HR. We need black women that are doctors, lawyers, that's astronauts, that teaches. Like, we need these things. Like, we need us some CEOs that's black. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need some judges that's black. I'm just saying, like, we need to be winning in every category. Like, I'm not saying I'm, other races want it for themselves, right? They do. So why not want it for us? Stop withholding things because you feel it. Somebody might be better or somebody might take your idea. Girl, that wasn't even your idea before it was your idea. Because if it was, you would have a patent on it. And if you don't have one, child, please. If it was on YouTube and you just saw how to do it, or even if you created something and you ain't, you ain't got no patent. Child, don't talk to me about that. Should your idea want your idea when you took the idea? So how was you mad for somebody else asking you for an idea? And not just that, but with other things. When I bought my house, I had so many people reach out to me. And guess what I did? It's, it sat there and responded to each one of them in detail. Because for what? Because when I was trying to buy me a house, man, folks was acting like it was some daggone secret service. Like this was some stuff... You had to sell your soul for like folks didn't want to talk about nothing. Why? Because it's in y'all. Because it's in y'all business. I ain't ask you how much you made a year. You could have gave me a range. What was your credit score? Folks wouldn't y'all. I'm telling you, I had three friends, two friends. It was three of us, two friends going through the buy home buying process. One was ahead of me and one was after me, and I was in the middle. So I'm getting information from the first one. And my the last friend is getting information from both of us. So, um, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, we just got to learn from my first homegirl because folks was did not want to tell us nothing. She even tried and she older than me. She's 10 years older than me. So, um, I'm alive. <laughs> Felica is not 38. My bad, dog. <laughs> she a few years older than me. She is in her mid-30s, though. And I'm only 28. She like 36. So, anyway. So I'm getting information from her because nobody wants to tell us anything. Nobody is telling us anything. That's so stupid. So dumb. Cause girl, it was not even all that deep for you to not try to tell me that baby girl, please. Y'all, if you want your credit fixed, if you want, cause I had crappy credit, it was shitty before um, I started taking my credit. um serious. Um, shitty credit. If you want your credit fixed, text me if you want um a good realtor got you one she's black and she's my homegirl just had a magazine shipped to my house with her picture on the front period Ramona don't play no games okay she don't play no games she gonna get you a house she gonna get you the clothes and she want and they not gonna play with her okay she's not gonna let that happen so if you need a realtor you need a um how you what loan you need or Loan, how, what loan, how you go about choosing a loan, credit score, how much you made, things that they ask for, what you have to get taken off your credit before you, all of that, honey, text me, for real, because for what? It's folks out here paying rent for, for years that want to buy homes and just scared to go buy a house because somebody has told them, oh yeah, mm -mm, that, it's hard. Child, please, get about my face. Um, and I'm happy to say that we all did three clothes on, on our houses because just try it. If you're thinking about buying a house, I don't care if you fail, if you get the house fail. I don't care if you fail before you get the house. 
first of all, it ain't failed. Delayed is, you know, doesn't mean denied. So go a different route. Y'all, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, stop being scary because of what somebody else said. And another thing black women need to stop doing is putting your fear onto somebody else. My pastor just was talking about this. Stop doing that because you just because you're scared. Don't don't come over here spreading that stuff with other people because now you're getting them scared. Somebody. I told this girl last night on Bible study, stop letting people fear be on you because you could have convinced yourself for two months to do something. And because one person said, don't do it after two months of you working yourself up, you not going to do it because they said, don't do it. And because the instant they, the instant thing they said to you just was like, dang, two months of work gone. Sure. Appreciate that, but get up out my face, honey, because that's on you. Use a chicken. You go do that. My homegirls know it real quick. Uh-uh, we not doing that. Well, that's on you, baby girl, because I'm fitting the deal, okay, because I got things to do. I, I ain't never been that type, and if you are that type, get out of being that type, and you might meet some folks, and you might have some fun, because I know some of y'all born with that little, that, that little kind of mentality. Get out of that. Anyway. Before I got sidetracked, because I got a little sidetracked. Stop putting y'all fear on other folk. For real. It's annoying. Stop doing that. Because people really will be scared to do something that they know they want to do. But because somebody told them something like, oh, that might not work out. Okay, and it might. It might. Then that's another thing. Because <laughs> y'all don't feel good. Look. Don't get me worked up. We'll be on here for some hours now. But <clears throat> that's another thing. Stop telling folks. Stop telling folks the first thing that comes to your mind, it, which is something negative. Because if you can put the energy into saying something negative, why you can't say something positive first? If it's a bad chance that it might not, if there's a chance that it might not go through, there's a chance that it might go through. It's 50-50. So why do y'all say the negative 50 first? Why you can't say something positive first? Y'all folk better stay around away from me with all that bad energy because I don't play that. Don't come to me with something you scared to do trying to tell me, oh, it might not work. Yeah, for you should put that in your pocket to take it back home with you because I don't care. That don't have nothing to do with me. I'm telling you because I'm letting you know that the decision is already made, baby. I wasn't telling you for you to give me feedback, okay? Because let me tell you another thing. Visions in your head might look like Play-Doh to somebody else. Ain't no let, let me tell you something right now. I'm a I'm a great thinker and I have and I'm not just a thinker, I'm a doer. That's another thing. I'm not just a thinker, I'm a doer, okay? I'm going to do something. You hear me? This bed I'm sitting on right now. I ain't never built a bed a day before in my life, but baby, I needed a bed and I won't fit to pay no thousand dollars for some little plywood or whatever it is that was going to break. And I needed, um, I was on a budget and, um, I wanted to try to build because my grandparents is woodworkers. So I wanted to see what I could do. And I already knew I could do a lot of other things. So why not? And honey, I have built all kinds of things. So I say that to say, yeah, I lost my train of I had lost <clears throat> I had lost my train of thought, but I'm back. I say that to say stop letting the first thing that come out of your mouth be something negative. Because you scared. Don't don't be that person. Cause 
You're not going to be able to tell me I can't do nothing. My friends know better. Don't come over here and say, don't even shoot me the the, the possibility that it ain't going to happen. Because I, if I, y'all, man, they eat at my kitchen table that I built by myself. Don't come over here with that small talk. You know, this big girl team's over here. Okay. So, I'm telling y'all to tell you this. Get like that and stay away from folks like that because they will put their fear on you. Pastor just said, let me tell you what he said. Let me tell you what he said. Let me tell you. We have another Bible study, huh? Let me tell you what it said. They said, the pastor said, Whoever has your ear also has your faith. So, I say that to say, for the ones that's telling folks that, what kind of faith do you have for yourself? Because if you are telling the first thing that's negative, then that just show me that your faith probably ain't even the size of a mustard seed. So, sure, go ahead. You know, so this is why I said the topic is called borrow faith because I am a little all over the topic, all over the place because I said I wanted to talk about my background and I am. So this is why the podcast is called borrow faith because it said whoever has your ear also has your faith. So I need to tell you how I'm gracefully broken so that my listeners can know. My sisters, because y'all ain't no listeners, we sisters. Um, my sisters can know that when your faith is low, you can borrow my faith. Because my pastor just told us, he said, Who is fighting for you when you do not believe? And he also said, Let me let me see what it says, because he said numbers 14, 17 through 20. I'm gonna get y'all some church. Y'all can go to y'all. I know some of y'all gonna be driving to work, listening to this, and some of y'all I know gonna need some church for y'all go to y'all jobs. Cause honey, I used to need to pray every time I pulled in. Before I even pulled in the parking lot, she used to have to pray. Cause baby, 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 should have took the Bible with me. Okay, so number seventeen. Let me see. Oh, fourteen. My bad. Fourteen. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, now. Bear with me. So show your strength now, my Lord. Do what you said. You said the Lord. The Lord doesn't become angry quickly. The Lord has great love. The Lord forgives sins and law breaking. He has great mercy. But the Lord does not forget to punish guilty people. Okay, so I read a little bit more, but I just want you to know that he was saying people you listen to have your ear because he said the things people say will affect what you see. The first thing somebody says to you is, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. When you done sat here two months and convinced yourself that something was work, will work. Somebody said said that because of their level of faith being so low that it has now crippled your faith and made it lower. 
Stay away from people like that. That's for the people that be talking about it. That be saying that 50% of negativity first. Your friends is have your friends will get the level of faith that you have. So all you doing is crippling your friends' faith. So y'all be like, no new friends, and you wonder why nobody is like really prospering or happy with the things they doing. They just working. They just going through the motions. We just all turning up, having fun, when in reality, we miserable going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, it's because your faith is low and you're sitting here putting it on other people. And that's why y'all have to be open to meeting other people because when you are aligned with Christ, I'm telling you, the people you will meet, it'll blow your mind. Them girls on Bible study don't know me from a can of paint, but baby... It's like, for real, like, we all, it's like we all sisters, and I don't even know some of their names, um, but it's so, it's so lit, it's so lit, like, and the people that I just run into in public, like, at, at any place that I'm at, I, I do not meet a stranger, okay, I don't meet a stranger, and I'm just telling you that your level of faith will pour out onto your friends, so if you don't have any for yourself, your friends ain't got nothing either. And if they do have some, all you doing is crippling theirs because you don't have any. And all they doing is lean, all they listening to is you talk. And that's why I said I want to tell y'all how I'm gracefully broken so that we can get on a first name basis. Because it's kind of hard to be like, oh yeah, you know, she she just talking. I'm or she or she's saying some good things, but she might not really be able to relate. Because a lot of people a lot of people do do that. A lot of people do talk and ain't really, you know, experience much. And that's fine. But I'm just speaking for the folks that want some healing in this on a journey with Christ. And that wants to know that it's okay to be a Christian and to be broken and to know that God is going to mold you into who he created you to be. Okay. And I want you to also know that you could choose God yesterday, but today is an even better day. Okay. So... I'm just being hot and again, humble, open and transparent. So I want to get on a first name basis so that we are down to the nitty gritty. And when I speak on things is from experience and also why, you know, why, so you know, why, you know, the problem and maybe why I chose to do things a certain way or whatever the case may be. So for like example, like some people will go to church just because they was raised in the church and they really just going for attendance, but we really can't get in heaven based off attendance. Cause I ain't went to church. My church is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going to church. I, I get some the the Zoom, but does that count? You know. So I just want folks. You know, I'm just giving an example. Um. So I just want to get on a first name basis so that we can get familiar and so that we can know the root of. Some of my problems, because I know some of my problems and God is revealing to me a lot more of my problems. So that's why I said gracefully broken, because I want to talk about how I grew up. It's going to be now. I'm not going to say it's going to be short and simple, because that's another thing. I was looking at the time the last time I did a podcast and I was like, OK, it's an hour. But <clears throat> I feel like if you're going to listen, we're going to listen because, you know, I mean, 
it'll be like that, you know? Like, I know I sit here and read a book that's 400 pages long because I want to read it, you know? So if you want to listen, you're going to listen. So I'm not focusing on the time tonight. I'm just kind of just giving you what God gave me. So um, I want to talk about being gracefully broken because most people don't know my story. And it's just always kind of like, oh, that girl overcomes that girl can do anything. That's all I ever hear. Is that girl can do anything. She that girl do everything, yo. She can build, she can do all these things, right? That's amazing. And I'm so thankful for such amazing talents that I didn't even know I had and that I had to get that I discovered when I was broken. And that's why I say gracefully broken, because God will allow you to discover things about yourself that do bring you joy so that you can see that. The thing, so you can see the things that cause you pain. So, you know, growing up, well, for, for starters, my mother's a white lady and my father's black. And I live with my mother's parents who legally have custody over us. Um, I have been living with them full time since fifth grade. And so, I lived with white people majority of my life, but I did go and live with my father's brother and wife, my aunt and uncle. And um, I lived with them quite some time throughout the years uh, before fifth grade um, when my mother was not really the most stable. And I just want <clears throat> this podcast to y'all to know on this podcast that this is just me being hot humble, open, and transparent because I'm not, um, when you, when I know, I know the things that I'm trying to do on my podcast. So I know that, um, I'm trying to be more like Christ when I am speaking on my podcast. That's why I'm trying to limit my cussing, you know, cause I'm trying to do better with that. But I also know that it is a struggle that people really do struggle with and I see improvement in myself. So I'll just say that to say that the things I'm stating might sound bad, for people's character but the things i'm stating are just real life things okay because we have to stop playing oblivious that just because it's sad that people aren't going through it and that's another thing like it's so easy to be like oh you shouldn't say that yeah imagine living through it you know like stop allowing people to withhold who they are or tell who they are because it might make somebody look bad you know because that's going to be your character at the end of the day when you go to bed anyway. You just, you know, I just chose to see you for who you truly are. You know what I'm saying? So going back, um, I live with my mom's parents from fifth grade, but I did go and stay with my aunt and uncle too. Um, and um, my mother was just not stable majority of her life. And you know, it was good periods. We had my mother did the best she could at the time that she could do what she was doing. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I was a single mom at 16, but I had help with my grandma. And, you know, so, um, you know, I don't know. I just really see things as like generational curses right so before that before we get there living with white people was different than living with my daddy's people 
it was different. The rules were different. My black side required that we say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. My mother's side did not require that. That was it was like, yeah, or you hate to say what, but what? Like, I mean, it's real. Like, it was like that. Not to say we was disrespectful or anything like that. It just wasn't enforced. But I can say we definitely experienced, I definitely, not we, I definitely experienced church on both sides. So I did enjoy that because we went to my father, my grandfather, my mother's side um, was, it was a predominantly white church, but it had mixed it. It was very mixed. Um, it, it reminds me of trans Transformation Church in a way because they have like live bands and stuff like that too. And it really was a mixture of different races. Um, and I loved it. We did all kinds of things. It was so amazing. I met the most amazing people. And I got to experience church with my black side as well, my father's side. And um, it was good. I loved it. Like we did the church anniversary. We was all matching. Like it was lit. Like... You know, the music is like, yeah, we might be, you know, we might could do the young job. Meet me in the trap. It's going down. You know, because, you know, it was some uppity stuff. Like, we was in there two-stepping. Do you hear me? Like, they would open the back doors of the church, and we finna, like, stroll down the aisle for the church anniversary. Like, it was big lit. They even sold egg rolls at the church. Now, them white folks is not doing that. They don't, they don't do that. So, yeah. Anyway, they do have food at the church sometimes, but it, it, they didn't have no air rolls. Anyway, so it was different, but I really enjoyed the experience of both, okay? So, I even went to church on Wednesdays, Wednesday night with my grandparents. Um, That's when we was in the friends group and stuff like that or whatever. But... I'm telling you, my black side did not play that. Like, my white side didn't play that neither. They was getting, like, you getting up. I don't care what kind of night you had. You getting up. You going to church. So, I really enjoyed it. I was ex exposed to church on both sides. Um, and that's why I love Transformation Church so much because it's so mixed. And it's just, it's like a mixture of both. And I just love it. It's just so perfect. And... Um, so I did get the experience that the discipline was definitely different. My daddy's side was not going for that. They beat, they did beat me, but I'm saying they whooped me with a bill and stuff, you know, which is, you know, normal. And, um, you know, they would just get on me. It was like, no, you're not doing that. That's not okay. You're not doing that. And other things for my grandparents was like, the punishment was like, oh yeah, you're going to hold books in the corner with your nose pressed against the wall. And I'm just like, hmm. I remember standing there for hours, y'all holding dictionaries on my arms because <laughs> I done said something. I, yo, my grandpa has literally washed my mouth out with soap because I said a bad word. Um, so yeah, just different, but it doesn't, that doesn't, it don't mean nothing. I just want people to know, like, that's why I, it, not saying it's funny, but it is funny because I tell people, my black side all the time, like, my wife side don't do that. Like, y'all be sitting here trying to, like, my daddy be sitting here trying to penalize me for things that he know. I you know I ain't seen no boys in the hood. You know my grandma was not letting me watch that. Man, we was watching Matilda, Dennis the Menace. We was not doing all that other stuff. And I'm like, Dad, what? So, yeah, it was, it was different. Um, my mother and father had me young in high school. I don't really know their background as far as that goes. Um... <laughs> 
they ain't gonna say they don't get along, but you know, they're not each other's favorite. And um, I mean, none of both of them at the time did the best that they could. But my father, he went to prison for a few years. And um my mother went to prison for a few a year, I think, year or two, maybe. I can't remember. Um, the time frame, but yeah, because I just want you to know that I hate this. It sounds so it sounds so bad, but I have to really like this is really my truth, okay? And I have to just be comfortable with saying that this is my truth. I am comfortable. I just don't like the feeling of it possibly hurting someone else's feelings. But imagine living through it, you know? Imagine living through it. And that's what I gotta do because if not, this can cause another generational curse for my for my kids. For my kids, and I'm not doing that. I'm not choosing to suffer in silence so that they develop habits or that they allow things that's not okay because they allow me to believe, I allow them to believe it's okay. I'm not doing that. So my mother and my mother was in an abusive relationship. She was beat for years. I want to say seven, and she's very open about that. Maybe seven. I don't know. I can't really remember, but it was a, it was a long time. And y'all, I remember the first moment. I feel like from the first moment that I realized my mother, I don't really, I now I remember much of my childhood from five and up, but so my mother was kind of unstable. My father wasn't really in, my father wasn't in the picture at this time, whatever, whatever reasons. I don't know that, you know, but he wasn't in the picture. So I'm living with my mom and it's just unstable, you know, and it's because she's a single mom. Maybe she's doing the best that she could do at the time. So, you know, it was so much. It was so much. We did so much house hopping. It was almost like we we moved so freaking much. Couldn't stand it. And, um, I remember just being always unstable. We wouldn't be anywhere long. It all it kind of just almost felt like don't make friends because you might not be here long. And um so we moved and I wanna say mm, fifth no, it wasn't fifth grade. Yeah. Fourth grade I live with my aunt. I was living with my aunt and uncle. I lived with them for a year. My grandmother got me in fifth grade. My mom took me there. And with my brother and my sister. Um, and now this is just from my point of view. I, you know, I believe that children get different versions of their parents because maybe, you know, I believe that not just because we all live in the same household doesn't mean we all get the same, the same type of mother because if I had Aiden when I was 16 for the longest it was him for six years then it was you know Mason and then so on and so on and then I just you know started progressing so it's different you know and that's what you want for your children so anyways um I went with my grandma in fifth grade my mother was in her relationship with the guy at this time I want to say they met around this time maybe I think so but you know, he was cool or whatever. He was younger than her, and he was cool, but it went really bad really quick. And so my mother was in an abusive relationship for years, and I just remember 
I want to say I was in the seventh grade. Yes. Seventh grade. Maybe six or seven. I can't remember, but I want to say it was this. Sixth grade. It was sixth grade. It was sixth grade. And I remember us next door at my neighbor's house. And we were watching TV because they had cable. And we didn't. And so um, we was watching TV. And my mother ran next door and she was naked. She was just getting out the shower, I'm assuming. Yeah, she was just getting out of the shower at the time I was assuming. But now I know she was because I was there. So naked, screaming her head off, saying... Her boyfriend's trying to kill her. And my mother's white, so I see red marks around her neck. And I'm just like, what the, like, you know, like, what is going on? I was always an observant child, though. I already knew my mother was being beat. <clears throat> I kind of just, at that point, as a child, you don't really know what to do. Because I knew for a fact y'all won't drop in. Nobody was dropping that much stuff at those time of the hours. I mean, it would be all kind of the hours. And all I could think was, what was my mama doing to deserve that? Because she couldn't be doing much. She was in the bed. She's at home. She couldn't do that much that you wanted to beat on her. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, from that day forward, I felt like I just, like, I ain't never really been the same. Because at that moment, my brother and sister was crying. And no, we're not doing that. You're not about to do that. So I just felt like a switch just went off. Like I already knew what type of time I was going to be on for the rest of my life. Like you not, I knew for women because women, no, no, <laughs> you no way. No, that's not okay. To just be beating on someone, that is not okay. So, you know, I told my sister and my brother what to do, called my parent, my grandparents, and I told them what to do, and I went back in the house with my mama. Because you's not about, and y'all be using this kind of grammar that I talk with my friends, so that's, you know, my lingo. You's not about to beat on my mama, should not while I'm standing here, you not. Because either we going to hell or we going to jail. So what you want to do? Because you's not touching my mama, should you know? Wrap this little party up. Well, I see you in tears, and that's fine, baby boy, but stay over there. My mother's gathering her things so that when we get ready to go, she'll have her things so we can go. Let me talk to her. You can talk to her from over there. Do not touch my mama. Don't touch her. Because Don't touch her. Don't put your hands on her. And I'm speaking calmly because when you know who you are and the things you possess, baby, you don't want to go there. You don't want to be on that tight time with me. You don't. Because like I just said, we can go to hell or we can go to jail. So what you want to do? So from that moment forward, y'all, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not with all that. <laughs> You's not doing that, okay? Because that's not going to be a generational curse for my children. My boys are not about to be beating on somebody's daughter. No, we can go end that here because I know it is a part of my mother's mother's past. And baby, no, 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 no. We going to did all that over here because my family is not going to be infected with things that we have allowed or not want to talk about or not want to acknowledge. No, 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 no. So my mother was being abused and that first moment, my mother went back and for the life of me, I just was so angry at her because I was just like, what? Like my mother had bruises on her the next day. She was sleeping and 
I want to say he was calling the house or her cell phone. I can't remember, but I just remember her going back. And I was just couldn't understand at the time. Couldn't understand. Um, And it went on for years. I mean, we would have to save her and then she'd go back. And it happened for years. And imagine... I. It got so bad one to the point where I didn't even want to go to her house. I was we were living with my grandparents and I remember not wanting to go. My sister and brother would go like every other weekend and I remember it was a point where I would be like, "No, I don't want to go." And my grandma would just be like, "Why don't you want to go?" And I'm like, "I don't want to go." And I wasn't forced. I didn't have to go, so um I didn't go. But I remember it was a one particular date. I can't remember the date, but I remember my grandpa was having something. I can't remember. He had a doctor's appointment, maybe. Oh, my grandpa had a hip replacement. Yeah, I think that's when it was. Was it a hip replacement? Yes. Yeah. He had, he was getting a hip replacement. And I remember me and my brother had to go stay with my mama. And my sister was at my grandma's with my aunt. And um, I remember it being early in the morning. It had to be at least six in the morning. And me and my brother were in, in the bed. And I remember, I don't know what my mama did. It couldn't have been much. It was only six in the morning. And whatever she did do. It's still not worth somebody beating on her for at all. Because that's number one. That's not what she even did. But what I was saying was it's six in the morning and he's beating on her at six in the morning. And I'm like, yo, I'm not staying here today, bro. I've got to get out of here. I can't keep staying here. Yeah, because for one, you, you not what? You, you done moved my mama all the way down to another town now. And you still beating on her. And she ain't going to leave. She ain't going to leave. I ain't going to say they don't never leave because, yes, they do leave. But you'll stay, too. They Some stay, too. Some don't leave. Some don't leave because they can't leave. Some don't leave because they don't want to leave. Some don't leave because they don't think they deserve better. People don't leave for all kind of reasons. And for the life of me at the time, I just couldn't understand. I was a kid. I mean, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was just like, yo, I cannot keep listening to this. I can't keep listening to this. Her crying, her being whatever. I don't know because the door closed. And next thing you know, it was all kind of banging going on, honey. And her screaming and crying and all of that. And my brother's laying next to me sleeping. And I remember it being that time, that same weekend, we playing. And they're fighting. And I'm having to sit there and play louder or take my brother outside so that he don't catch on to knowing what's going on. Because my brother get, got a different view. Okay. He's a boy for one. And boys mature at a slower rate. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And not just that, but maybe he wasn't as observant as me. And th thank God I am observant. Because if you think for, for a moment you're going to... Pull me with an okie doke. Child, please. Oh. Because, no, not going to happen. So, I remember 
so much. It's so much, y'all. We would be on here all day. But I just remember it being so bad sometimes. And I was just counting down the days to go home. And we was there for at least four days, I know. And we was that was our intended stay. But when I woke up that morning, I was like, yo, I got to go. So I remember asking, could I go to Bun Level, which is where my dad's people is from, and stay there. But y'all, I also remember being so, like, sad because I, my, I had to leave my brother. So my sister lived with my grandparents all her life. And um, it was really just me and my brother most times. And so having to leave my brother, someone who don't even know what's going on, and not just that, but here by himself, it wouldn't be nothing he could do. Because he's, at this point, just a, really just an innocent boy. And, you know, and I'm like, yo, I can't stay here anymore. So I'm like, no, my brother can't stay here. He can't stay here. So I remember calling to ask my aunt to come on my, my mama's sister to come and pick my brother up. So that he didn't have to stay there. And I went to my daddy's house. My daddy's people's house. My aunt. And my uncle. And this went on for years. Like for years. And then. I say it went on for years. Because it happened before she went to prison. And it happened after. And. I just couldn't wrap my head around. Her going back. It she had even gotten better after getting out and he got out and because they went to jail for drugs <laughs> for drugs for drugs like I remember going to school coming us coming home one day from school I think I was in the seventh sixth grade sixth grade sixth grade or seventh grade it's the same around the same time frame and um, come on to a note, and my grandma told us this at the time we have. I think we, oh, we didn't have my Facebook. We had MySpace, and she was like, "Don't get on the computer. Don't get on the phone. I'll be home soon." And my mother had went to jail, like had made the front page of the paper at the time. And um, for drug charges, some wild drug charges with her boyfriend and some of his wild family. And at the time, love his sisters and stuff now. But anyway, um, went to jail. And I remember going to school the next day and one girl, I won't say her name, but because we're still friends and I love her and I've forgiven her for it because she's just a kid herself. And she was like, I seen your mama on the front page of the paper. And it wasn't, it was in the lunch line, y'all. So I'm like, I'm like, well, okay. I remember being so angry, but it wasn't really much I could do. I couldn't fight about it because my leg was broke at the time. So I couldn't fight about it because I was in the cast. Um, but it really bothered me. It bothered me so bad. And um, I remember just... Like, wow. So anyway, long story short, not long story short, but moving along. My grandparents ended up adopting, getting legal custody, like an adoption type thing for me and my siblings before my mom had to do her prison term 
or whatever. And so, um, like I said, afterwards, she had gotten better. And then he got out and it kind of had gotten crappy again. And so with that comes, you know, drugs and that played a role in my life, you know, in my mother's decision making and our current um, relationship too, because she has not, I just don't feel like she's given, I've forgiven her for her past. It was very hard to do because sometimes I'll find myself, I will find myself acting like her. And I would be like, that would be something my mama would say because she's irritated. Because my mama's a sleeper. She loves her sleep, yo. Don't wake her up. And that's me too. But, and I know it's because you're a single mom and, you know, it's hard being a single mom. I know that. But it's just something different about my level of wanting to be more personal with my kids and so that they don't have to learn that way. They don't have to go through those things. They don't have to do that. So she was really good at one point and then really bad again. And with that came drugs. She was on them and, you know, it just, was rough like you know I was raised by my grandparents and then I had a baby at 16 which is something you know my mother did I think she was 17 maybe I can't remember but definitely not definitely teenage pregnant and I just remember being like hearing don't be like your mom and I'm just like wait like no I'm not I just having a baby like yeah I get that it's wrong and yeah I know it's not right and you just hate to be You just hate to be like, I don't know. I'm not, I hate when people put me in boxes and I hate when people label me because of somebody else. Like, I don't like stuff like that. And I get it. Like, I was 16 and pregnant. I get that. And it might have looked like, you know, similar, sim, a similarity. So, at the time, my father is now incarcerated as well. And... Before that, I would periodically see my dad. You know, he would. I would go and spend the weekends with him when I could. My brother, um, on my oldest brother on my daddy's side, would meet me there, and we would, you know, spend time there with my grandma. And you know, he would take me school shopping when he could and stuff. And but he wasn't really present either. He wasn't present and. It probably, my mom would say, but this is how I know it's not true. My mom would say that I penalize her and don't penalize him, but I live with her, you know? So I didn't live with him. So I can't, I didn't see his life. I didn't see, I saw he wasn't there, which I'm admitting to. He wasn't there and we've discussed that. And our now is getting better. It's way better. He's actually like, that's like, my dog, like, I hate to say, that's my best friend, because he's going to say I'm not your friend, but that's my dog, that's the first person I'm calling, and, um, so, he, he wasn't around, and so, 
I was my, with my mom majority of the time. She was my primary decision maker. And so I'm sitting down, y'all. And so I was like, um, so that's what she would say. But me saying I don't know enough about what he was doing in his everyday life in order for me to speak on the things he did, I don't know. I just know he was not available for me at periods in my teenaging childhood life. Um as I would have had liked him to be, you know? And so, because in high school, I kind of got more flexibility because I got a car. Once I had my baby, I had kind of got a car and was granted more privilege, privileges, hence, because I'm now having to take care of a human being. So anyway, um, I... Hate to say that, but yes, drugs was, in a, was a factor. And so I just don't want that for my for my kids. But getting back to what I was saying, um, my grandparents raised me. And at first it was looking like, you know, you're going to be like your mom. So at 16, when I had my baby, I sat myself down and was like, look. We're not doing this. We're not about to be dysfunctional for somebody else. And I need to snap out of it. So since 16, since I had my son, for real, I've been working. I've been not saying that I'm doing the damn thing, but I'm doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because women got to start giving themselves credit too. stop thinking that because a woman is giving herself credit that she's boasting or she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Because that's what y'all love to do, too. Stop saying it. Because it sounds a little like haterish to me, and we don't need them vibes. So, small wins, my girls. Small wins, ladies. It counts, okay? So, you know, figuring it out, I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, no, I'm not doing that. I worked at Food Lion first, then I was like, I went to school when I was in high school. I was doing my CNA stuff, and by the time, so I was like, by the time I graduate, I'll be able to be a CNA and get a better job because I know I want to be a nurse. So in the meantime, I had graduated high school early because I was like, my GPA is good and I'm getting out of school. Like I'm getting up out of here because I got somebody to take care of. So I need to be trying to find a better job so that I can provide more. So I found me a daycare and the daycare let me take my son to school with me. And they let me work six in the morning to 2 p.m. And they only took $40 out of my check every two weeks for him going to school full time. I would pick, take him when I got off and he would go with me to work at six o'clock. And it worked for me. It allowed me to do more things. It, I was off every weekend on holidays. Um, man, I was living life, having a good time. You hear me? At that time, my mother was um, better, but still with the guy she was dating and she was getting my son almost every 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 weekend for me like because I was living with my grandparents so she didn't want me to miss out on my fun and so she was like you work and you do all that so I'm going I let Aiden come over here and I'll watch him and stuff so I did that I ain't miss out on nothing right but at that time I was like look you got to be in your bag sis because we got some things to do so um I did that and I worked as a CNA for years and I was in a relationship with my kid's father and, you know, we dated for a while. We dated for eight years and it didn't work out. 
which will be another topic, but it didn't work out. And so as I'm going through these motions, I'm having more children, you know, and trying to be better and break generational curses. And so now I'm start I started my life over last year. Last last year, last June, um, after leaving a relationship, literally starting over with four kids and I went to nursing school, which, you know, would be a later segment. So I became a nurse in 2017 and tried to give the relationship a little bit more time, but it wasn't working. So I was like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, I'm out for good. Because uh, we was kind of, I was already mentally like done. And so anyway, moving along, it didn't work out. So I stayed mentally. I was, I, I knew I was single for two years before I left. And so I left last year and I started my life over last June and was working as a nurse and stuff like that. And so now I'm just starting life over as I'm as a single mom and going through the motions. Like I really feel like I just started over really July 11 when I got saved because I, yeah, I moved here last year, but I didn't, I was saved when I moved and then I got lost in the sauce and I just rededicated my life July 11th and um, so now I feel like this is my start over because the first start over was kind of like, girl, that was your way. So now I'm going to do things my way. And so I'm really just now starting over and learning things about myself and learning things about others. And, um, I say I'm a lot y'all and I'm still working on it. So I'm just learning things right now. So that's why I say gracefully broken because I, it, a lot of people say, oh girl, you can do everything or oh girl, you, you accomplish everything you say. Yeah. It's because I need to. Okay. It's because I want to, because I come from, from people who, who won't. Okay. People who, who won't. And I can't have that for my kids. I can't. Just be someone who lets fear from other people be placed upon me. Because I just told you what I came from. So, I'm not... <laughs> what I mean, you know, it don't... It doesn't... That don't make sense. So, I just... I, I can't... I just can't have another generational curse for my children. Things and, and it moves me so much because, and it moves me to know that with my decision making, if it does not serve me, it will not be around me. Because, and I don't care who you are or what you possess or what you think you do or what you know you do or what you think you can do. If it does not serve me, it will not be around me because I know who I am in Christ and I know the things that 
I possess and I know the things that, um, how do I word it? I want to say, I know the things that I say are thought are thought through before I say it. So if it doesn't serve me, it won't be around me because people, I don't want people's fear infecting my life. I don't want to be a comfortable Christian or a scared Christian because let me tell you something. Yes, people who be like, oh yeah, that's not, or oh, why are you doing that? That that's not that's not safe. People don't do that. I ain't seen. I've been saved since July 11th, and I haven't seen one saved person that looked like the other saved person. So, and I know for a fact who I am in Christ, and I know for a fact the things God has already put in me, and He already know who He created, and He know my mouth, and He know all this, and He's working on it. So I know that. At the end of the day, regardless of what you think I look like, I know who I am and I know I am a Christian and I know that God knows that I am saved and that he's molded me into who I need to be. So just because it don't look like what you going to do, that don't mean nothing for me because people will place their fear upon you because they're so scared. Yeah, they could be saved and you could be saved and complacent. And when you saved in a place, I just want you to know that you will never reach the full potential that God has for you because faith is faith grows. Like it says right here, my pastor said, my pastor said, leading with feelings always spreads fear. Leading with feelings always spreads fear. And he also said, What they say will affect you, affect what you see. And it also says, be careful of going into a place that is beyond your experience. When when people hear you doing something, they can be saved, right? And they can want well for you and they can mean well for you. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, how when you have a vision in your head, it could look like Play-Doh to somebody else. So that's why I said I'm a doer, because what I'm saying to you, if you can't even process, if you don't have a mind that races like mine, because I'm so creative and can come up with anything off the top of my head, I expect you to not understand where I'm coming from. So the things I'm saying to you might be like alarming because you yourself you might be a christian right and you might be saved and that's cool and all but don't condemn me for it because i'm saved and a christian and i'm going past the level my level of belief because god will blow your mind if you if you allow your faith to continuously grow he will blow your mind so some people do have faith right but you have that complacent faith where you know you know this gonna work out, yeah, but you scared to take that leap of faith from a job that you miserable at, but you trust that God will give you the desires of your heart. Well, jump then. If you know God gonna take care of you, jump. So when I'm telling somebody like, yeah, I'm about to quit my job and um, do this, uh-uh, girl, what you gonna do? No, girl, don't condemn me because what you gonna do, I know what I'm finna do because I just told you I'm finna quit this job, sure. 
stop like like that is a that's like that is really really real like people and it goes to tell you that people will say things and it affect what you see you'll start thinking like them you'll start seeing like oh yeah girl i see where you coming from that might not work child please no 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 and it said be careful going into a place that's beyond your experience so last night we were talking and it's basically what I was just saying, how when I'm telling somebody who can't even, whose mind isn't racing like mine, who's not even creative, who, who, who doesn't even know who they are or even trying to seek in obtaining to know who they are or the things that they possess that God has created them. Because the Bible says we were created what, what he said, fearfully and wonderfully made. And now y'all, let me tell you something. I will um paraphrase the Bible verse you because I'm working on it, right? <laughs> but um we're all different. We all have different talents. I can't sing. You know, like some of my friends can sing. So we all possess different things. So but you had that's something for you to figure out. Don't condemn me because I'm sitting here growing in my faith, trusting beyond my belief that God is going to do things in my life that's going to blow my mind. But because you ain't doing that, it might be like, nah, girl, that ain't mm -mm, that's not going to work out. So stop. We have to stop calling people that we know is already going to give us that. They don't even know the things that they possess. They're not even interested in figuring out who they are. And we sit here calling them for advice. Girl, you is beyond my experience. So I'm going to take it to some place where I know I can go. So that's why the topic is borrow faith. And see how it's flowing right now? Because I'm going to get in the word. Borrow faith. Because the pastor told me that when you sign up for a battle, which is signing up to say that, Lord, I accept you as my Lord. I, like, God, I accept you. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And that's you signing up, that you choosing God, that you choosing his way, not your way. Okay? I'm saying y'all can't have it out because me and God has it out. God going to... That's my father. He created me, and he know I got to know a little bit. Like, sometimes he'd be like, go do this, and I'm going to do it. But sometimes, you know, I kind of be like, you sure? You, sh you sure? And I know for a fact not to get off a topic. So let me note this so I know not to get off topic. Because y'all, I went to the store one time and a man put something in the bag for me. And um, it fell on the floor, on the ground. But I didn't know that. So I'm driving and then I had to slam on brakes or something. And then the bag fell on the ground and nothing fell out the bag. So I was like... What? Did he give me an empty bag? So, I go back to the store and I'm like, you gave me an empty bag, right? Woo -de -woo. And I'm like, not yelling at him, but I'm like, so he's like, now he's trying to be funny. So he's like, you want me to, you see me putting it in the bag? I said, no, you could just put it in my hand. You know? So, I bought, I had to buy it again though, because he was like, I gave it to you. And I was like, whatever, just come on. So, y'all, I go outside to my car and lo and behold, it's on the ground outside. I cannot put my products. I was like, whatever. I'm not going in there apologizing him. Y'all know lie. I had just gotten saved. I went to my sister's house and I went to my sister's house. No, I went home. I went home. 
Y'all, why get home, get comfortable? And the Holy Spirit told me to go back to that store and apologize to that man for being wrong. For accusing him of something he did not do. I was like, but I'm home now. And that was hours ago. That happened hours ago. To be sure he forgot about it. <laughs> he was like, I'm like, wow. So I get in the car, y'all. And I go to my sister's house. And I'm like, I got to go to the store right quick. Because I got to go apologize to this man. Because I tell her the story. And my sister's husband is there. And she's, he's like, how about I call him on the phone for you? Because I got his number. And you ain't got to go down there. So I'm like, all right, that's even better. So my brother-in-law getting on the phone and he's like, yeah, you know, the girl that um, fussed you out earlier about um, not putting something in the bath for her. And he was like, yeah. So he was like, she wants to talk to you. So I was like, you know, uh, I did go outside and I found it. And, you know, I want to apologize because you was right. You know, you put it in the bag and I'm sorry for accusing you of not doing something. He was like, you good. You know, we cool. It's cool. And stuff like that. So I was like, all right, you know. So I say that to say that. Uh, you know that God will have you going back to fix things and as you signing up for your battle. So I go back to saying when you sign up for a battle, meaning you choosing God's way for you and that you going to do it. So I was saying y'all can have it out. Like y'all can talk about it. Cause I'm going to talk about it. Cause he created me. He know my mouth and he know I'm finna say, well, you know, is you sure? Like, wait, like, and sometimes, sometimes I ain't gonna say we don't be obedient, but sometimes we be a little reluctant because sometimes we be like, nah, that ain't God. That, nah, because we scared because our fear and God to show you another way. And so when you sign up for a battle, that's you choosing God. You choosing whatever comes with that, knowing that because he has the best intentions for you. You know, he wants to give you the things that you desire as long as you in him living and doing the things that he created you to live and do. So when you signed up for a battle, it said this is going back on my topic of why I said it's called borrow faith. I'm sorry, y'all. But when you sign up for a battle, it says that's when you need faith and fighters. Because let's say you what he said. When you sign up, when you signed up for a battle, that when you sign up for a battle, that's when you need faith and fighters. He said, who is fighting for you when you don't believe? Who has enough faith for you to borrow? So I say that to say. That when you signed up for a battle that you need faith and fighters, I just won't. To say that I wanted to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about what I come from and who I am and why I do things the way I do. And how you'll, you will, you know, we'll experience that more as we go. And what I've learned through Christ and stuff. Because I want this to be a platform for black women to know that if you don't have enough faith I'm giving you some of mine to borrow because who has your ear? I'm hard and humble and open and I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But what I'm saying is I'm allowing God to use me on my platform 
to spread the goodness about his word and to also show you that this is real life. You can be you. You can choose Christ and be you. You can be broken. You can be hurt. You can be starting over. You can be not knowing what's going on right now. You could be stuck at your job that you hate, not thinking that tomorrow you can break that chain and be set free. I want you to know that you can do, you could be free of all of that. You could do all of that. And so that is why I wanted us to touch bases on who I am because I want you to know that I have enough faith for you to come here and borrow some of mine when you don't have enough faith to believe. Because if we don't create that atmosphere, that sisterhood, we really all going to be a mess. We really all going to be a mess because why wouldn't you want more than one person praying for your situation? Or why wouldn't you want three people praying for your situation? Why? The Bible say, don't quote me because like I said, I'm a paraphrase, but I know that the Bible said two, what, it's better for two to pray than one basically. And I, I want you to know that I can pray for you and I will pray for you and I pray for y'all and every morning and okay, let me not say every morning. I'm going to say every morning because I try to every morning. I know I do every school morning. Okay. I'm still getting better with my prayer. I definitely pray every day. Let me say that. I pray every day. And I try not to miss out on some, but sometimes I do because we human, okay? And don't deem yourself if you didn't pray today. It's okay. God knows your heart. But I want you to know I can pray for you and that I have enough faith for you to come here and borrow my faith for you to believe that your circumstance and your situation is going to prevail and that it's going to work out according to the goodness of God. So I wanted to say. I'm reading my notes because I want you to know that my pastor was saying that fear is contagious just like faith and I want you to know that you could come here and you can the same way you can come here and get good news I would be that 50% of shooting you the possibility that it's going to work for the goodness of God according to his plan and it's going to work out for you. I'll give you the good 50 first. I have that much faith because I know the things God is doing for me and I know the things that he is going to do for me. And I have enough faith that you can borrow some of mine. It's free. It's free. You're my sister in Christ. Even if you ain't my sister in Christ and you're trying to be my sister in Christ, but you just a little hesitant. I still got enough for you to come get to. You ain't got to sign it out. You ain't got to tell me. You, you, you ain't got to say, well, you know, you ain't even got to tell me you want to borrow it. If you just want to say, can you pray for me? And you, because you don't want to say, can I borrow some of your faith? That's cool too. I don't mind. Whatever. That's cool. I just want you to know that this is somewhere you can come when you don't have enough faith to believe your circumstance or your situation. Because when you have people, it says right here, you can, who you riding with can cost you your purpose. 
a different attitude creates a life of abundance. So I want you to know that with that comes saying, when y'all keep saying, oh, I ain't going to never do this or I ain't going to never do that. You keep saying it. It's going to keep, it's going to come true because it says the Bible says God had, well, my pastor said God has ears too. And the Bible says, I would do for you the very thing I heard you say. So if you keep saying bad things, keep keep being that other 50. Keep running to that other 50 when your faith is low. Keep running to that other 50 when you want to tell somebody about your dreams. When you want to tell somebody something good has happened for you. Keep running to that 50 that shoots you that negativity first. And it's going to cripple your faith. And all you're going to do is spread fear amongst everybody else. And at that point, we all doomed. So what is we doing? No. You could come here to naturalize. Where you could be hot, humble. You could be hot, humble, open, and transparent. You won't be judged. Child, I just tell y'all where I come from. I ain't got no problem. Who am I to judge? You won't be judged. You can give your life to Christ. I can pray for you. That's what you want to do. Whatever the case may be. But if you do not have enough faith in your situation, you can come here. You can borrow some of mine because I got enough for you. I got enough for you. And I want you to know that that's what I encourage you to be for your friends as well. Allow yourself to have that much faith that when one of my friends needs to borrow some faith, I know that she can come and borrow it from me. She ain't got to go to Dollar General. <laughs> she don't got to go to Target. I love Target, y'all. That's my favorite store. Woo, ain't been in a minute. I have been in a minute, but I ain't bought nothing. But be that person so that she don't have to be lost. Be be lost. You know, like, just be lost. She don't have to do that. She, can, she don't have to suffer. She doesn't have to deal with those thoughts. She can cast her burdens upon you, and you'll pray for her. And you'll take the weight of the burdens off of her and place upon you and give them to God for her so that she can be set free. That's what I want you to know you can come here and do. You can come here. You can be yourself. You can come with flaws. You can come with all of that. I have enough faith for you to borrow if you need to borrow. it. And I just want you to know as you going, going throughout your journey with Christ, if that's where you're at. I want you to know that it's okay to be like, it's okay to say, why her? Like, why? It's okay to be like, why her? Why is that happening for her? But I want you to know it can happen for you. All you got to do is just give your life to Christ. It can happen for you. People always be like, People always say that. I had a girl tell me the other day that she never could figure out how I could overcome so much and how I could do so much and how I had less kids than she had. And she felt like, you know, she was like more bound to certain things than I was. And I had more kids than her. And I said, it's because, girl, I'm not scared to get uncomfortable. I'm not scared to get uncomfortable. I'm not scared to jump. I'm not scared to fail. I'm not scared to do any of that. I'm not scared to be hot. I'm not scared to be truthful. I'm not scared to be me. 
I'm going to get uncomfortable so that I can get comfortable because I know when I'm getting uncomfortable, all it is is growing pains. Temporary growing pains. Something that's going to subside once I grow. Okay? It's not like I'm getting... I'm, I'm, God will never... Uh, get, God will never give you less than. He will always give you more. Always. So I know that when I'm growing, he's not... Yeah, it might look like I'm I'm getting some things taken away because that little boyfriend that I had was good to me. But God said, not him, my love. That's not him. That's not it. He's got to go. He's got to go. The season is over. You know, he knows. He knows the plan he has for me. And so I just want you to know. You could choose God today. You can choose God today. You can just stop saying why her and say <laughs> yes to me. Like, no, why? Why not me? You know what I'm saying? Because people are like, why her? Why not me? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not me? Not like, girl, because people be like, why her? Why not me? I just told you what I came from. You could do the same thing. It could be why, why them? You can do it too. All you got to do is just jump. Get uncomfortable. Stop being complacent. Stop being scared of the unknown. Trust me, I struggle with it too. And we're going to get into that. But stop doing that. And that's why I let y'all know who I am and what I am and why I do things and why I'm just myself. Because God created me to be this way. He did not know what he was already creating. He already knew that. So he already know. Regardless if y'all know or not, he already know, and I'm pretty sure y'all ain't signing off on the checkoff list at the gates of the heaven, at uh, the gates of heaven. So, I'm not worried about what y'all think. I'm just being myself so that other black women can be themselves, and so that y'all, we could all be set free, and we could all just live this amazing Christ-like life, and, it, and we all just flourish. So, I'm telling you these things so that I let you know that, no, I might not look like what you dealing with, and yes, you might be saved. But baby, I am saved <laughs> and I know who I am in Christ and I know the things I possess. And I want you to know that I have enough faith for you to come and borrow. So if you need faith, my girls, my sisters, my aunties, my grandmas, whoever is on here, my sisters, my oh, my, some daughters on here. I'm 28. My aunt, me some daughters on here. Um, They might. My, youngest, my oldest is 12. But yeah, so yeah. Um, I really just want you to know that it's enough faith for y'all to come. And I'm not talking about one person. If 15 people need a faith today, I got enough for 15. I got enough for 1,500. You can come and get it. It's free. You don't need nothing. So I want you to go out throughout this week knowing your past, the things you come from, that you can break generational curses. You don't have to look like what mama and daddy did. You don't have to look like nothing like your family. I tell everybody, baby, don't look at my family when you want to compare to me because I am going to be that exception always, okay? I ain't going to never do what they do. Never. Because you're not going to play with me. You's not going to play with me, okay? I'm going to say what need to be said if you, you know, all of that. Because I know who I am and I know that when I ask people to do things or when I am seeking things from people, it's nothing that I myself am asking for that I am not capable of doing or giving myself to someone else. I'm not asking somebody to do something that I'm not going to do. 
or expecting things from people that I don't expect them to, you know, want from me. It's 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 51. I'm giving you 51. More than half the effort, okay? So, I want you to know. You can come here, get you some faith, and we can make that thing work. We can make it work. So, I want you this week to go back, and like I was saying a while ago, before I got drag, go look in your past and know that you don't have to be anything that mama, daddy say you are, auntie, sister, brother, cousin. You don't have to do none of that stuff they doing. You need to go to the same church as them. Because you can't convince me. <laughs> They go back to them churches, shoot, because I'm not going, okay? I ain't going. Ain't no way. I don't fit in. It's not my cup of tea. If that's where folks feel like that's where they're supposed to be, I'm happy for them. But that's not where I'm supposed to be. So, you don't have to be like nothing people say you have to be. You can be whatever you want. Remember, this is naturalized. People lie, y'all. Be yourself. Be what you want to be. Do the things you want to do. Step out on on faith and do something great and i just want you to know i have enough faith for you to come and borrow because i just told you who you riding with can cost you your purpose my stomach's growling too so i guess it's telling me to wrap this up so go this week digging through your mess and asking yourself what friend of mine can i call when my faith is low and i need to borrow some because some of y'all going to need to go back and rearrange some of y'all circle shoes. Y'all going to have to come to the red table talk and y'all going to have to sit down. And um, y'all need to read the the book Crazy Your Faith by my pastor, Michael Todd. In that book, he tell you about different levels of faith. And um, some of y'all faith is low. And all it's doing is causing your circle to be infected with low faith and no vision. So this week, ask yourself, who can you borrow in your circle, in your life for faith when you need, when your faith is low? And also ask yourself, who could come and borrow some faith from you? Can you give some faith? Can people come to you and borrow faith from you? Do you have enough to spare for, for two people? Do you got enough? I just want y'all to know, ladies, I love y'all to them. I really do. And I'm so glad that we have this podcast, okay? And y'all, my summer is really growling. I really haven't ate all day, and it's 9 o'clock, and I got to pick my kids up. So, ladies, I just want you to know that you are so loved. I am so happy to have a moment to get on here and talk to y'all. And I know it's low-key like a little form of Bible study. And I made it an extra... I ain't gonna say I made it long, because I told y'all I wasn't timing it. But I wanted to really take some time and just... Talk so that when I'm in a, in a few months, when I come back and listen to these podcasts all over and I can see how much I've grown, I'm just going to be amazed. And so this is our little remix of Bible study and girl talk. And I came on here to make it a little lengthy because I don't know if I'll be able to do another one this week because um, I got a few things on my plate. But I hope that I do. And... I just want my beautiful ladies to know you are loved, my beautiful black ladies. You are loved, no matter what they say, okay? And you deserve nothing but peace, love, and happiness, okay? So, yes, I will 
post again soon. And I cannot wait. I look forward to some interesting topics that I have coming up with some amazing people. And I'm just ready to see where we go, ladies. So please keep coming and keep sticking with me and keep riding this wave and knowing that you can be who you want to be. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. And you also don't have to have everything together before you take a step that might forever change your life. Seriously, I'm living through it. So my loves, be beautiful, be black, and be bold, period, okay? And be in Christ. Be in Christ, okay? I love y'all, and I will see y'all soon, okay? Talk to you later. Love you.